Welcome to Fly on the Wall, a podcast where you have the opportunity to listen in on a live coaching conversation. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And now for today's episode. Welcome to Fly on the Wall. Today we're talking with Pastor Scott Anderson. He's got a great church in Lancaster, California, and we're talking about staff culture and church culture. How are they the same? How are they different? And how do you create them? Let's jump into the conversation now. Let's jump into a topic and what's on your mind. Well, I got a quick question for you, man. You know, in another cohort that I'm with, with Dan Ryland, he talks about culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in one of our uh, times together, he talked about there's a difference between the culture of the staff and the culture of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, what elements, I want to maybe expand on that idea if we can today. Yeah, yeah. So what elements, uh, I think, uh, of both cultures, if, if we're going to separate them, what elements that are the same in both cultures that would be required uh, to maybe have a healthy church? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's a, it's a great question. Uh, so when I look at staff culture and church culture, um, here's the first thing I would say about staff culture is that I think it, because culture is always created at the top and supported at the bottom, it always leads. Uh, eventually, it's going to lead the church because culture is always created at the top, but it also leaks into the church. Uh, so it's always going to do that. It's always going to lead the church in one sense, but it's also going to leak into the church, the staff culture versus the, the church culture. Right. The other thing I think is important to establish, because this is a huge unpacking of a, of a subject, uh, but um, the other thing I think is important to understand is that it is values that, let me rephrase that, it is enforced values that drive staff culture and and uh and church culture it's enforced values that are driving those things so you know uh, i always say language shapes behavior behavior shapes culture i think you could put that in there with values value shapes behavior behavior shapes culture i think they're both the same in in some sense i think they're both the uh that they that they kind of drive the same thing so you have i think you've got staff culture as i've worked with churches and then you have church culture where I think it's important is it when I say enforced culture is um, it or enforced values, it has to be values that are real. Right. You know what that's like. I mean, bro, we've all, all worked right. at churches or been at a church. Like you got like six values and like does he mean? And then the funny thing is, you ask someone and they're like, "What are they?" I don't know. They're hold, hold on. They're in my laptop. Well, if they're in your laptop and you don't know them, you're probably right. not living. <laughs> 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 or, or key staff members, man. They're just like, uh, I, I really don't know what they are. I'm not sure. Let me help you. You know, yeah, I get it, man. That's true. That's all true. Hey, I'll give you one that's so funny. A little side note. So I'm in, I'm working at a church on the East Coast, huge auditorium, but a kind of a dying church, seats several thousand. And uh, I'm in the staff meeting. I go, What's your guys' values? And they're all, We've never really talked about it. Oh, we don't really have it. We've never stated them. Blah, blah, blah. They went on and on and on. Dude, I pulled out a card. That is in the back of the pew of all the pews in the auditorium. I go, it's right here. It's in every pew. <laughs> and nobody knew it. Oh man. It was it was epic. But anyway, so the when I say enforced, enforced values, values that are actually lived out, drive the culture. Right. And so um, that's an important part. So knowing those values now. How are they similar and how are they different in staff culture? Again, I think staff is leading the church, the culture, 
And I think it's driven and leaks into the church culture. And if I had to let's just sum it to two quick things, staff culture is the practice of ministry. Church culture is, is the practice of faith. If I was to separate the two out in, in, in as simple terms as possible and as, you know, kind of black and white as possible, or, or uh, it would be staff culture is the practice of ministry. Church culture is the practice of faith. So that's where I think they differ. I think they're this, they are similar in nature because they leak, one leaks to the other. The staff culture kind of leaks into the church culture. But they're different in that the objective behind the staff culture is the practice of ministry and the church culture is the practice of faith. So staff culture could be, hey, uh, man, we want to we want to do things with excellence. We want to have a team spirit. We want to be loyal to each other. It's the practice of how you want to do ministry. Right. Practice of faith is the church culture. Hey, we want to be biblically centered, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We want to be Christ centered, biblically centered, gen people, generosity. I think they leak, one leaks into the other, but I do think that they're different. And again, practice of ministry versus practice of faith. So let, let's tag on that really quick. So I think that is just, uh, I'm glad you, multi, you you repeated yourself a couple of times, but what uh, elements should be distinctive to the staff and the church? You know, because you said like one leaks to the other. Yeah. And one's practice of ministry, one's practice of faith. So let's expand on it. What what are the distinctives of practicing ministry? Because you just le you led into that just a little bit. Yeah. But let's expand on that a little bit. Yeah. I <clears throat> well, <laughs> it, uh, there's a lot to unpack. So if right. you're talking, let's talk about the practice of ministry. There is a difference, I think, when you're because we're talking about values. Okay. So let's just let's just for a moment just talk about the the ministry. There's a practice of ministry. And so now we're talking about staff values. Uh, there are several types of values. There's core values, accidental values, and aspirational values. Um, however, for our context, um, we're talking Can you about say that again. Those three core core value, uh, aspirational values, and accidental values. So on the side of the practice of ministry, uh, what are the distinctives? Is, is the phrase that you used. Uh, when I think about the values on a staff, um, I think there's two sets primarily. Well, there's three, but we'll, for, for, our, for our sake, we'll just talk about two. There's the aspirational value. What are you aspiring to? Um, what do you want to be? What are you trying to be? And I think part also you have to consider a core value. That is who you are no matter what. So... Um, a staff, I remember I was working with a staff in the Midwest. Dude, they are sarcastic. They are hilarious. They are funny. So sarcasm and humor, that sounds funny, but it's a value. Now, why is that important, Scott? Because if sarcasm and humor is a value, like they love it, they get along, they rip each other and it's fine. If a staff member comes in, a new one, and joins into that and doesn't value that, gets offended easy, they're not going to make it in there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm totally. We've probably, you probably, I know I have, maybe we've dismissed someone from our ministry because it's like, ah, they just don't fit. Ah, oh, they're just not about this. They're not about that. They're not. Well, what we're really saying is we hired someone that clearly wasn't in line with what is a core value, core value being who you are no matter what. Right. 
the aspirational values is what you're aspiring to. So if you mix those together, like, hey, at our church, you know, I'm speaking as if I'm you, the staff, we want to be loyal. Okay, well, not everybody's perfectly loyal, but that's an aspirational value. We want to have great attitudes. We want to be can-do spirit, you know, I don't know, whatever. Whatever is kind of shaping your behavior, because value shapes the behavior. Those are val- those are the values of the culture uh, for what we call aspirational values. But you might put one or two in there that are those core values. Those are the things that it's like, who's who you are no matter what. You're you're funny guy, dude. We pick on each other. Okay, if your whole staff is like that, then humor, sarcasm, some wording of that, it's got to be in there. Now, I'm not saying you promote that to the church, but when you look at your staff and you look to hire someone, they better value those things, including not just the aspirational teamwork, great attitude, can-do spirit, but the core value. Like, uh, they better, if they're not about outreach, if they're not about humor or sarcasm, the things we are automatically, they ain't going to make it. If they don't know Seinfeld, they're done. <laughs> that should be just a regular rule for all ministers. <laughs> That's so good, man. So you have to you have to consider, I think, when you're looking at staff culture, you got to consider what's aspirational and what's core. Core being who you are no matter what. So that is awesome. And I love that. So now if we're talking and, and somebody's watching this and they're yeah. like, these are great values or core thoughts, but what do I, so my, what element uh, either, you know, maybe we can separate it. I don't know. It could be also together, but what element do you think is the very first thing we should be looking at for church health, staff health in our, in our values and, um, and those elements of our staff versus, you know, the staff culture versus the church culture. Uh, what, if you said, Scott, work on this one thing first mm. for the staff work mm. on this one thing first for the church, what would that be? Okay. Uh, on the staff side of things, let's talk about the staff. If I was, if I was working with the team, working with you, I would say, okay, I'd get together a couple of your key people, um, for a couple of reasons. One, I would explain to them the difference between aspirational and, and core or, and core values. And I'd say, guys, let's talk about what we're aspiring to. It can't be 29 things, but what are the top five things, four things that we're aspiring to? Uh, you know, again, talking about like, how do we want to practice ministry? Right. How do we want to practice relationship with each other? What do we want to do? Man, we want to, we want to help each other win. Okay, let's talk about that. Or we want to, man, we want to have amazing attitudes. Okay, let's talk about that. You know, whatever. I would, if it was me, I would get a couple of people together that I think know me. I'm speaking as if I'm Scott, that know right. me, that put me put in a room and go, guys, let's talk about two things. Let's talk about aspiring values, what we're looking to, what we're looking to be, and use that phrase, practice. How do we want to practice ministry? We want to practice it with loyalty, with a can-do attitude, with, you know, whatever. Whatever it is that we want, um, that's what we want to do. And then I would say, okay, guys, now here's the thing on core values. Who am I as a leader, no matter what? Like, no matter what, you know, using the Seinfeld thing. So Scott Scott goes on a first-class ride over to New York and sits next to Jerry Seinfeld, then calls me up and goes, dude, he's funny. I'm like, that's not a shock that he's funny. <laughs> like, I know he's funny. Okay, so who is Scott no matter what? Oh, dude, that guy's hilarious. Or oh, that guy's sarcastic. Or dude, you better be about outreach. Or you better be about discipleship. Or man, you better be willing to take a risk. What are the things that like, 
it wouldn't matter what you do. It wouldn't even matter if you ever put it on a piece of paper. You're going to be that no matter what. Right. That's core values. That's the conversation I would have. I'd want to know what are our aspirational values and what's one or two core values that we could mix together. Huge for your staff, gigantic for your new hires. Right. It's huge for your new hires. Uh, because now you know that if they don't fit that, uh, they're, they're not, the, it's just a matter of time. Right. So now let's flip over to the uh, church culture. Right. I do think on the church culture, again, I, I think, I think there could be an argument on a couple different ways, but church, church culture to me is almost inevitably aspirational values. We want to be, they're, they're usually faith-driven, or they're, remember, that's the practice of faith. So they're kind of faith-driven, kind of biblically-centered. Right. It's different. So um, I, I, the other way that I would describe it is staff culture is how we want to do it. Church culture is what we want to do and uh, to kind of distinguish the two. So we want to be, let's go back to aspirational values and church culture. We want to be biblically-centered. Well, okay. We are a biblically centered church. Not everybody in your church is. Right. We want to be generous. Not everybody in your church is. So it's an aspirational value. Right. That's why we call it aspirational value. Because not everybody's that. But the church side, the church culture is more biblical in nature. Uh, it is more how we practice our faith. That's the difference. So the way that it leaks is, is we're biblically centered and generous. Let's just go with those two. They're, you know, whatever the list is. The church culture teamwork great attitude can do spirit it starts to leak into there okay now we're obviously we need the church culture to be part of the staff culture they better be biblical centered and people of generosity so that's how they kind of bleed into each other but that's the distinguishing between the two uh the way that i would define the difference and the where and where i would start you know one of the most common things that i would come across when i'm talking to other pastors uh, very simplistic. So this is not a like a far outreaching idea, but most most guys don't know how to tell the story. They don't know how to share their values or create their culture. Uh, let's talk about generosity since you brought that up. You know, they don't know how to model that to the church through storytelling, through mm -hmm. uh, wins, you know, a ministry, through pictures or video or whatever it might be right so how how would you how would you help uh a guy who again is trying to face the culture of their church trying mm -hmm. to change the culture see i come from that dynamic of i didn't plant uh, i i'm taking a dying church and we're moving it back to life and that takes storytelling that takes those opportunities of sharing that the wins right yeah. so how do you how do you how do you share that with somebody uh to let them know or, you know, teach them how to tell that story so they can bring the right culture into the church. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record because it's been definitely said on the fly on the wall. It's been in, and I, I think I wrote it in the book, When Your Church Feels Stuck, is right. cultures always, always, it doesn't matter what culture you're seeking, biblical culture or, you know, biblically centered or team or generosity or whatever it is. It is always stories you tell, heroes you make, things you celebrate. Right. It is always that way. So if I was talking to a guy and I'd say, okay, dude, hey, what are the, you can't, you can't drive 29 things, but Scott, what do you want to drive in the church? Do we want an invite culture? We want a serving culture 
and we want a generosity culture. Okay. If it was me, I would relentlessly be telling stories about those three subjects over and over. Right. First week of the month, second week of the month, third week of the month, do it again the next month, do it again the next month. And basically you're driving three or four subjects, topics, whatever you want to call it, over and over. You're making a hero out of the person. You're telling the story uh, over and over. Tell stories about the behavior you want repeated. You're telling that story over and over and over in a different way because you know every story is different, but it all themes back to the same thing. So if there's someone you know that is like, man, I don't know. We, I, I mean, there's a couple cultures that we want, and we're just we're just not getting it. There's it's not changing, or it's not shifting, or it's not whatever it is. I would step back and say, look. You've got to start telling a relentless amount of stories. Right. You can't, and it can't come, this is important, it can't come from just the pastor. It can't be in his message. It's got to be an interview. It's got to be a video interview. It's got to be some email that's read up on the screen during worship between song two and three, you know, like right, right. baptism, got to have the guy up there that brought the person to baptize or whatever it is. Right. But Find those stories and keep relentlessly telling those stories over and over. And I think another, another key element, if you could expand on this too, because it, it ties back into the church rescue side of church boom mm -hmm. that we're talking, you know, that we're connected with. But, you know, the average pastor said, well, if I'm always talking about it, it it's going to, but the average person only hears one out of every three or one out of every four of those stories. So they're not hearing it all the time. They're not. They're 100% not hearing it. This is now, this is pre pandemic uh, stats. Uh, I can only imagine it's worse, uh, especially in a, in a growing church. Uh, if, if, there's, if there's a church that, you know, is seeing an increase, the average person attends 1.7 times a month. Right. That's pre pandemic. I can only imagine it's dropped. Okay. So, like you said, it's like, oh, we're telling stories. It's like, yes. But 1.7% of your people, and you know as well as I know, that um, hey, just when you're getting tired of it, they're starting to get it. You, right. I mean, how many times have you made an announcement, the church picnic is going to be at this park at 2 o'clock. You make that announcement 48 times. Something, now, where's the picnic? And I was just like, right. <laughs> said it 43 times. I don't know why I got to say it again. But that's culture, man. You just got to say it over and over and over. And it it, it takes for. Ever. I use Amazon as an example. When's the last time you saw an Amazon commercial that talked about what they did? They don't ever do it. All they ever do is tell stories. Tell right. stories about some guy that's got a handicap, but he got a job at Amazon. They're they're driving their culture that they care about their team, they care about America, they care about the staff. They don't have Amazon, we deliver product. They don't ever talk about what they do in their commercials. Yeah, that's, that's a great that's a great point. Yeah. And ever. And well, you see that almost that principle played out in any genre of business or church or ministry that's successful. You you hear stories. You don't necessarily know what they do, but you hear the stories of what they're doing and impact. Yep. So yep. Honda cares. That was a big thing for a long time. Like, what, what do you guys make? And how fast is your car? And how many cylinders in each car? Nope. Honda cares. So right. we're going to give money to people in need. It's always stories yeah that's so powerful man i i appreciate that because it's you know culture uh as you know probably you know better than almost anybody but culture is really what drives the health of your staff your organization your church right. and uh and so man thanks for 
yeah. some of these things because it's it's just really important we understand you know because here, here's a struggle and i don't i don't want to just like dominate here but here's a struggle yep. is pastor struggle with worldly culture versus church culture mm. and 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 because they battle the worldly culture they don't think that their church culture is something that they have to work on mm. yeah and, yep. and, you know and it's that whole know what we're for not what we're against mentality 100 100 percent. yeah and there is that battle you know you're fighting this but the reality is if you create a value, value-based value church culture, staff culture, and you start pushing that thing, like you said, what's for, what's for what we're for, not against, um, it will, you don't have to not worry, but you don't have to fight so much against that if you just decide this is who you are. You don't have to fight against all this bad culture if you just decide this is who we are, this right. is what we're creating, and you know the whole thing. Culture trumps everything, all that. And we've heard it a million times, but just because we've heard it a million times doesn't make it any less true. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, it, bottom line is, it, you know, it's like a guy going to, you know, a guy goes to prison and the warden hands him a manual and says, okay, now this is where we eat lunch and this is what we do and this is how we treat each other in the yard. Yeah, you can throw the manual out the door. The culture drives everything. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's just, that's a, extreme example but at the end of the day staff or church the culture will drive it every time right but and i think that's why we have to pay special attention to it you yep. know make sure it's on the forefront of any leader's agenda mindset or application of process or systems yeah. i think it's important yeah it is it is well hey man i'm gonna jump on another one but uh man awesome talking with you keep up the amazing work dude it's always great talking Thanks, with you man. appreciate you chris Take all right care. buddy we'll see you man have a good day Thanks for stopping by today. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and to be on the lookout for more podcasts from Fly on the Wall. See you next time.